Hello happiness seekers, I'm my work psychologist Claudia Mitura and I'm on this journey to test drive and explore the best happiness hacks from the leading experts around the globe and share with you what I've learned. In this episode, for a very tricky letter Q, we are exploring a new concept emerging in relation to happiness and engagement in the workplace, quiet quitting. As with any new concepts, the views are divided. For some, quiet quitting is all about not going an extra mile and therefore disengaging at work, whilst for others, it's about setting healthy boundaries. To find out more about quiet quitting, I have invited to the show L. Whitehead-Smith, who is a content specialist at the Happiness Index. Elle has spent the last two years absorbing all the information about the HR work she can get her hands on. She's lucky enough to work with experts in organizational behavior, neuroscience and business psychology, as well as having access to the Happy Next Index unique data and research. And that means that Elle has always an interesting story to tell. The Happiness Index helps organizations measure the key employee engagement and happiness drivers to power their people's strategy. So hope you enjoyed this episode on quiet quitting. And remember, if you are after some scientific tips on happiness, head to www.nhappiness.co.uk to sign up for my free email course. Welcome to Quiet Quitting and Happiness. See you there. Welcome, Elle, to End Happiness. It's a beautiful sunny morning in London, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Today we are tackling quite unusual topic or definitely a new topic, quiet quitting. So I think it would be very useful to start with a definition because I'll be honest, before I actually came across your article, I didn't know about quiet quitting. So really curious to know kind of your take on the definition. I think it's an interesting one because so many people use the term to mean so many different things. So It can be used anything from putting sensible boundaries in place in the workplace to completely giving up, coasting, letting your colleagues do the hard work. I think people are using it in different ways and it's being kind of splashed around on social media and in HR news, but there's no real consistency about how it's being used. I think that's always quite often common with a new terminology that we <laughs> that we coined. Does it only apply to workplace or would it be also valid to say that I quietly quit maybe in certain relationships or other activities that I'm involved in in my personal life? Or is it something that you mainly seeing as a trend in the workplace? My work focuses mostly on HR topics, so my expertise is really in that area. And certainly it's been used there. I I would be loath to use it outside of that. I think it would get confusing because the way I see quiet quitting is certainly sticking to your contract. And we don't typically have friendship or relationship contracts. I think there's other ways of describing disengaging from a relationship. Okay, brilliant. So we are in the workplace and there is this concept of quiet quitting, which as you said is 
sticking to the contract, maybe disengaging. As you said, a little bit, there is still not a consensus of the kind of full definition. But how quiet quitting can impact our happiness? I was thinking about this question and I actually think it's kind of the other way around. I think your happiness in the workplace is going to impact whether you quietly quit. If you are happy and engaged in your job and you feel like you're making a difference and you're invested in what you're doing, you're not as likely to quietly quit. So I think actually it really is your happiness that is going to affect how likely you are to engage in kind of the process or the behaviors that we associate with the term quiet quitting oh okay very interesting it's almost other way around so if I'm not happy in the workplace I will have higher chances of quietly quitting exactly I think that's why at the happiness index we're so keen to get our customers and other organizations to measure both happiness and engagement because I think traditionally a lot of organizations measure engagement but if you miss out that happiness side of things you're missing a whole slice of the pie of how people are interacting with their workplace and interacting with their jobs and seeing how they fit into an organization let's think about individual. I'm in the workplace. How do I recognize that I'm quietly quitting? I would say you'd probably know. I think quiet quitting is is really like a drawing of hard boundaries. So if you are loving your job and loving life and you're happy and you're working 60, 70 hour days, but your days, that would be ridiculous, but you're working 60, 70 hour weeks and you're enjoying it and you feel like you're making a difference. You're not going to stop doing that suddenly unless something happens. So I would say that really the, the warning symptoms are that you are feeling burnt out, that you're, you're starting to resent spending extra hours at work that you feel like there's too much pressure from management to do extra to go above and beyond that you're being given projects at work that you're not enjoying that you're feeling unhappy so I would say if you're happy you're probably not quietly quitting if you're unhappy you're more likely to be pushing yourself towards that quiet quitting behavior and it's quite interesting actually when the quiet quitting it's almost an issue in the sense that I am not happy in my workplace. That's a kind of almost a sign that I need to be refocusing, reevaluating. But would it be possible that the quiet quitting is also almost a sign of I'm working in toxic environment or I need to put more boundaries in? 100%. I think a lot of what we see, certainly when we read articles online about quiet quitting, it is about people putting in really sensible boundaries and put it, putting themselves first. You read about lawyers who were working 80 hour weeks and then cut down and just did their hours. And actually, I believe that that's really healthy. And you're probably actually, in a lot of cases, going to be doing a better job. If you are just working your hours, you're going to be having more time to do things that fill your cup. You're going to be having more times to exercise or spend time with friends and family or whatever that might be for you that makes you feel happy. And then when you're at work, you're going to be 
physically and mentally healthier and able more able to perform and I think that's what people forget is that sometimes pushing yourself to the brink of exhaustion doesn't actually make you better at your job and if you're spending way way longer than your hours doing a piece of work it might not be the best way of spending that time it might be that cutting down on the hours and giving yourself a brain break and then coming back to it the next day fresh when you can really focus and really crank out that work is going to be much more productive than just sitting behind your laptop for more and more and more and more hours. And I think actually that's something that we've learned in the pandemic, right? I know that I used to stay in the office late, later and later and later to try and get stuff done. And since I've been working from home and had to put in more firm boundaries, I've realized that actually hours doesn't necessarily mean productivity. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And resilience, it's not about enduring resilience. It's also about recovering and resting and finding the time to really refocus and re-energize, as you said. And sometimes, yes, we're pushing, 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 pushing. But then, as you're saying, that there is that high probability of burnout. And that's not beneficial to us, but also not beneficial to organizations that we work for. So even if we might be feeling in the moment that, great, achieving this project, if you burn out and then you won't be in the organization, and because of that, then, you know, that's not really beneficial for organization as well. So, yeah, really interesting point. I guess when the quiet quitting might get, get negative is when we know that we are also unhappy. So I guess it's very different if, as, you, as you're saying, we can put the boundaries. And that's a quite positive aspect of potentially quiet quitting. I'm putting boundaries. I'm having healthier relationship with my working hours. But if I'm unhappy, I guess, that's when we kind of need to think about the broader level of our engagement and happiness in the workplace. So my question would be, if I recognize that, you know what, I'm quietly quitting at my work, is there a way for me to re-energize that connection and re-establish that engagement? I really think that that depends on where it's coming from. So if it is you are really burning out, you're burning the candle at both ends, you are trying to do too much and you just need more sleep, more exercise, more time with loved ones, that's something that you personally can fix, right? That's something you have control over. If it's because you feel like you're not being challenged in your workplace and you can go to your manager and you feel comfortable going to your manager and saying, look, these projects aren't challenging me. Is there anything I can do? Or I've seen this project that's going on. I want to be involved. Or I've seen that this is happening. How can I apply my skills to that? If these things are in your control then yeah 100% you can re-engage yourself but I think very often it's actually more structural and you kind of mentioned toxic workplaces but I think it's not it doesn't have to be so far that it's toxic but it could be that you're not feeling engaged with the mission of your organization it's not necessarily always on the individual sometimes Mm -hmm. structural problems that you as an individual don't have full control over. We can do as much as possible within our circle of control of how to re-energize and how to re-engage. But ultimately, I agree, there is so much structural aspects there. So if I'm a leader, if I'm a manager, and I can see that I have people quietly quitting, what can I do? The main thing is to listen. I think sometimes we want there to be a really clear delineation between work and life and that's just not realistic you know 
sometimes things happen at home that cause stress. So if there's stuff going on in your life life and you need to take a step back from work, I think as a manager, it's kind of incumbent on you to kind of recognize that and say, actually, they need a few weeks to recenter, refocus, really focus on themselves and what they're doing. And then they'll come back stronger. That's fine. I don't think we need everyone to be going above and beyond 120% all of the time. I don't think that's realistic. And if you are expecting that as a manager, it's probably a you problem. Uh, with the vessel in the world yeah that's Um, true I think that's really really interesting that the quiet quitting is not something I guess that is potentially fixed it is something that will also fluctuate depending on what's happening in the workplace and what's happening in the personal life as you're saying so I really like that you're speaking about those expectations of managers of no we cannot be always going 150% we will be going below 100 and things will be changing If it's not within the personal life of the person you're managing, then it is kind of incumbent on you as a manager to try and come up with some solutions. And that might be, um, that will really depend on, on the individual. And I think that's when you really need to listen to the person you're managing and come up with a solution that works for them. So if they're saying they're not feeling stretched enough, you might want to look for some learning opportunities or new projects for them to work with, or take them into some new departments or whatever it might be. Or if it's because they're really struggling to work with certain individuals, what can you do to ameliorate those relationships? What can you do to take a little bit off their plate, even if it's just they have too much work and they can't get it done in the hours that they're contracted to work? How can you relieve some pressure? How can you take some deadlines off them? So I think it will really depend on what's causing the quiet quitting and that's where listening is really important and using your one-to-ones and any feedback you get from 360 reviews really thoroughly using that information that you have brilliant thinking first and foremost about the causes of the quiet quitting and then acting upon that with a specific solution if there is a solution but sometimes it might be that courageous conversation with someone as well which I think is really really interesting and really important okay so we've learning quite a lot in terms of the quiet quitting what it is how can we some re-energize ourselves in the workplace but also if we are leaders and managers what is it specifically that we can do any other practical tips or anything additionally that you would like to share with listeners around quiet quitting the thing is to remember that it doesn't have to be super negative having those boundaries is actually positive and you can make a positive difference and I think in today's society it can sometimes feel like work has to be everything to you it has to be your personality it has to be everything you do and you notice if you go to parties and people one of the first questions they'll ask you if they don't know you is oh what do you do and by that they mean what job is it that you have not what is it that makes you tick what is it that makes you excited what is it that makes you happy and so I think actually making sure that you have stuff outside of work that's bringing you joy that's fulfilling you and filling that cup back up yes obviously your work is probably eight hours a day five days a week that's a large chunk of your time but it's not all of your time and it's not all of you the other thing is is just thinking about whether the job that you have 
is something that is fulfilling you as well like yes okay we need to find fulfillment elsewhere but if you're working for an organization that you really don't chime with their values or their mission or the work they're doing in the world you might be able to find a new job and it's probably better to have that open and honest conversation with yourself maybe with your partner with the other people who are reliant on you before you get to a stage where you burn out and have to quit yeah thank you so much because even the entire idea of like quiet quitting you know it's such a I think negative phrase that quietly so that means behind someone's back and quitting obviously you giving up but actually we can reevaluate our connection with the organization that we work with, it is so much more fulfilling and so much better for our well-being and happiness if we work for an organization that is in line with our values and purpose. It allows us to have that perspective of what other fulfillment do I have in my life and am I reaching a good work-life fit? Because I, I personally agree as well. I think it's very traditional view to say that, oh, the work should be everything. Happiness can come in so many different forms. And yes, of course, we want to be productive and contribute to our organizations and make the impact in the world. But ultimately, it's also about our well-being. It's also about the relationships. It's also about other skill set that we can use outside of work. So quiet quitting could be really positive. I guess that's the big conclusion here that we've got yeah, to do <laughs> yeah and I think boundaries are always good even even if you do love your job and you are putting in crazy hours and you're loving everything maybe it might be worth reevaluating that before you feel like you need to quietly quit and thinking about whether there is yeah whether it's actually a healthy and and sustainable way of working as well. It's a marathon rather than a sprint. <laughs> it's ultimately, yes, it's it's very good to reevaluate that. And also remember that, uh, as we already also mentioned, that things will change. And sometimes, I guess, it's okay to accept that this is the time I'm in. I may be going towards that quietly quitting. Why is that? And then maybe we have opportunity to re- re-energize. So I think I like the fact that, Elle, you have such a holistic approach towards quietly quitting rather than just seeing in a very rigid way. That's the thing. is We're all humans, right? We all have positive and negative emotions. We're not going to approach every day the same. We're not going to approach every season of life the same. And something that we could do when we were in our 20s, we might not be able to do when we're in our 30s or 40s or whatever it might be. So life changes and we're humans. And I think sometimes, particularly in the current ways of working, we still have this kind of industrial age mentality where essentially we're trying to treat ourselves and people in the workplace like machinery or we expect someone to churn out the exact same product every single day without making any mistakes and without having any faults and and even machinery breaks sometimes you know and we're people we have to accept that you know you're sometimes you're going to have a slow day sometimes you're going to have a good day sometimes you're going to have a day where you're really not feeling work and the next day you'll be back on it so treating ourselves like humans and treating the people we work with like humans as well and that's the thing if you're managing someone and you're like oh they didn't take on this extra project that I feel like they would usually take on or I noticed they've been finishing at five o'clock the last couple of days. 
maybe it's just a temporary thing. Maybe it isn't that they're quietly quitting. Maybe they just need, maybe they're feeling a little under the weather. Very, very interesting though, Ellie. You know, if my direct reports don't finish at five o'clock, I send them home. So this is quite, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the opposite spectrum. Why are you here? It's literally after five, you know, what's going on that you have to be staying longer. So yeah, quite interesting. As you say, we can have kind of different mentalities there and definitely... Yes, I agree. We're just humans and we should just really think about that and have that self-compassion towards ourselves as well. I think sometimes we put ourselves under lots of pressure. Thank you so much, Elle. This is a podcast about happiness. So I always finish an episode with asking my guests what makes them happy. Just because, you know, it's always nice to see and we and we get so many different responses, what brings people joy. And I know that this is a very, very big question, but I just wanted to know what makes you happy. There's a lot of things that make me happy. I really love curling up with a good book and a cup of tea. I think if I dig down into it, really what makes me happy is learning new things. So I love get, having really good conversations with interesting people. I love reading a really good book that makes me think about something differently or watching a documentary or whatever it might be. I like broadening my horizons in that way. So, but yeah, tea does always help. <laughs> Brilliant. So the tea, tea is the winner. And you know what? The ordinary moments are, as one of our listeners said, a pinnacle of happiness. And I think the tea definitely is the pinnacle of happiness for yeah. many of us. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thank you so much Elle, for coming to the show. I really appreciate. And again, thank you for such a fresh perspective on quiet quitting. I was very much confused when I came to this episode myself of what is quiet quitting, because I've been seeing so many opposing views on social media and in the press. So thank you so much again for amazing perspective. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Thank you again, Elle, for that fresh perspective. Really, I think several times Elle mentioned the importance of setting healthy boundaries in the workplace to boost our happiness outside the work. So I have for you three tips of for setting boundaries. One, start with an assertive language such as I want, I need, or I expect. So I definitely notice that the clearlier express of what I'm truly after, the most, the higher chances are that actually colleagues in the workplace will support me. I guess assuming that, that others will guess or know what we want is quite unfair and unrealistic. So just be very clear. For example, I need more time to complete this project. I really, I expect that this, I expect that you will support me with my questions. Second tip, don't apologize for setting boundaries. I am so guilty of saying I'm sorry so often, but actually the moment we start apologizing for what we need, then others may misunderstood that our boundaries are changeable. So we really need to stop saying I'm sorry to let you down. Uh, I'm so sorry, but I cannot, but actually simply say on this occasion, I'm not able to help and this is why. And the third one is putting the right conditions in place. So sometimes we cannot say no to all the requests that we're receiving at work. That's fine, but we can put right conditions for things to happen. That is, I start using I can if statements that 
create the right conditions to fulfill other people's requests. So for instance, um, I would say things like, I can complete this by today if I'm not required to attend the meeting in the afternoon. What do you think? In that, that case, we're negotiating the time, the space, and the resources to complete extra requests that we might be receiving. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode where I'll be diving into the listening space. It is a new approach to listening to yourself and others that can be powerfully transformative. Hope to see you there at, hope to see you at the next episode of Reflection and Happiness. Bye! And remember, I dare you to be happy.